0: Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at thelyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing we now have a membership program called the lifeline membership program which offers support calls group support calls free admission to our events workshops specialized merch so we also have special discounts going for students teachers frontline workers so if you want to hear more about this please go to our website at the ly foundation slash membership for more info thanks for tuning in Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF
1: podcast series where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation.
2: My name is JR, IT Tech, Web Admin, and Board Member of the Love Yourself Foundation.
1: How are you doing today, JR?
2: I'm doing good. You know, the week has been pretty good. Just kind of excited for what to expect, you know, as a week goes on, but definitely enjoying what's happening right now. How about you?
1: You know, I'm really glad to hear that because I'm also very focused on the present moment. And I think that it brings us really full circle to today's episode about mindfulness and the importance of being really focused on the present.
2: Yes. And speak about being in the present. If it sounds a little bit different than our couple episodes, fortunately, we had to do this over Zoom. So hopefully the sound quality is okay for everybody. But of course, the content is always the same. And we're going to give you exactly what you'll need.
1: So what is mindfulness? I know you're asking JR. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is the state of being attentive to and aware of what is taking place in the present. And so I also want to break down what awareness and attention means because these are words that are commonly used in our vocabulary, but sometimes we kind of don't focus on the true meaning behind it. And so awareness is our background radar of consciousness continually monitoring the inner and outer environment. And so you can still be aware of the things around you without that being in your attention. And so attention is the process of focusing conscious awareness, providing heightened sensitivity to a limited range of experience. So mindfulness is paying that extra attention and focus on not only what is happening internally with your emotions and thoughts, but also around you.
2: Oh, wow, that's really interesting. I'd never really seen it broken down like that before. Pretty interesting to see the two differences between awareness and attention. Definitely something that I need to be more, not to coin the phrase of the episode, mindful of, but it is very mm-hmm. important. You know, it's important to understand these two and know that they all correlate to the process of being mindful. So definitely do agree with these definitions. And I think it's important for everyone listening to that to be as aware as possible with. The-
1: Yeah. And I think we talk about that awareness a lot and awareness being the first step. But moving forward, once you're aware is to be attentive to that information. And once you can have both the awareness and the attention to all the things going around, that's when you can really be mindful of your life. And there's many, many benefits. And I'm excited to talk about mindfulness because in positive psychology, which is the study of being happy, mindfulness is one of the top traits or occurrences that contribute to happiness. So it's obviously something that has been heavily researched and something that's very important. And so I'm really excited to dive into why that is.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting too that you pointed out that you need both in order to obtain mindfulness. And if you have one or the other, I guess in your experience, if you only have one or the other, then you're truly not in that state of mindfulness, right?
1: Yeah, so sometimes, especially with self-discovery, we can't be aware of the things going on, but we're not kind of moving forward with examples of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. There are kind of two things that take us out of that state. And the first is rumination, which is being obsessed with things that have happened in the past. So we can be aware of things that are happening in our emotions, but instead of focusing our attention on how to move forward, we can be focused on what has happened in the past. And that's not really directly aligning with moving forward, right. but also anxiety, which is the anticipation And worry for the future will also remove us from the present. So both these rumination and anxiety kind of take us out of the present moment, whether we're focusing on the past or the future. And when our awareness is adjusted so that we're focused on those things, we're not able to enjoy what's happening
2: now. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I noticed that at least for me, that feeling of anxiety usually consumes me into really kind of wanting to enjoy what's happening in the moment, right? That the anxiety takes over me, takes over my mind, takes over my body, and I can't stay in the present because I'm thinking too much into whatever else is happening. So I think that that is really cool of understanding that if you're able to control that or temper those feelings a little bit better, that you can be more mindful.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's something that takes a lot of practice. And it's something I'll discuss later. Like, why are we not automatically inclined to be mindful of things? Because obviously, that's not something that comes natural to us as we kind of fall into kind of a hypnotic state with doing day to day things. But I'm really glad that we're talking about this as it is kind of a next step in moving forward to knowing exactly where it is you are and where you want to go.
2: Yes. Uh, And I Definitely will help me to go into this more into detail because I know that I'm personally feeling this or I'm trying to be better at staying in the present or allowing myself to enjoy whatever is happening in the moment. So I, I think that along with everybody else who's listening, who's kind of going through the same thing, this is going to be pretty beneficial for all of us.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And so where I really wanted to start it was describing mindfulness in experiences, because eventually the goal is to always be mindful of what's happening around you. And this can be beneficial in a, a number of ways, whether it's being mindful of you and your body so once you're really in tune with yourself and your surroundings you're able to tell when something's not right you're able to know why it is you're feeling some sort of way and so practicing mindfulness can actually lead to better identification of your emotions and kind of the cause and result of whatever is happening around you and that way you'll be able to better treat and i say treat in a non-doctor way but kind of a a self-care type of way of knowing how it is you can solve whatever whatever anxieties or problems you're going through because you're able to better identify them.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. It it really does try to make you stay in the present as best as possible. And I know I've gone through therapy a, a little bit and trying to identify, especially when it comes to anxiety, the key triggers that happens when I have those types of emotions and learning how to maneuver around them, change my mindset, depending on what the situation is, the end goal has always been the same thing. And that's just trying your best to not allow that to consume you and for you to actually enjoy. Enjoy, the people that you're with, the activities that you're involved in, traveling, whatever the, it may be. And I think that that is very important to understand that aspect.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you gave those examples because really what mindfulness is, is slowing down. We're in such a fast paced society where everything is go, go, go. We're always focused on the next thing or on a certain specific detail. And the minute that we can find a way to kind of recenter ourselves with the moment and kind of think about, okay, what am I doing? What's happening around me? And how do I move forward? That's something that once you start doing feels a little bit foreign. And one of my favorite examples of this is mindfulness in eating. And the That's something Mm. that not a lot of people think about. With eating, a lot of times we do other things while we're eating our food. We talk to other people. We watch TV. We're not focused on the food in front of us. And it's actually found that if you take the time to connect, and Mm. and if that sounds weird, trust me, I, I think so too, with the food you're eating through knowing what it looks like, what it smells like, really taking time to understand what it tastes like and to understand and be mindful of the process as it goes through your body. And that's something that takes a lot longer if you've end up trying when you're eating your food, because not only are you looking at the food, but you're being conscious of you putting it in your mouth and being conscious of you chewing it and being conscious of swallowing and then being mindful of the process that happens after that. Mm-hmm. But There's also so many more benefits to doing that. And the benefits that I remember learning about in school and also in reading, because this was something that was really interesting to me, is that you end up enjoying your food more, you end up digesting your food better, and you end up getting full faster because you're being more conscious of the food that you're eating and the meaning that it has to fueling your body. So I think that with all of those benefits, it's really interesting and something you kind of at least want to try once.
2: I think that is so cool. I've never thought about that ever. I I think we just kind of get caught (laughs) up in the idea that we know how to eat. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it's one of those habits that is just like, okay, the food's on the plate, you eat it and then that's it. But I think that also goes in hand with, I enjoy cooking. So I think being more aware of what it is that you're preparing, you actually cooking the food, putting it on the plate, then eventually enjoying the quote unquote fruits of your labor does make you have a little bit more of an appreciation to what is going on in the moment. I think it's easier to do it that way, possibly versus at a restaurant, because at a restaurant, there's just so much that's going on and whatever the case may be, but I'm going to be a lot more mindful of that and just learn to at least appreciate something that we kind of take for granted sometimes, you know. Definitely. The food that's on your plate and be able to actually enjoy that. And to piggyback off of that same idea too, I notice myself more so now than in the past of when I'm out with friends, family members, and we're going out to eat somewhere to always have my phone in my pocket. And I know that a lot of people nowadays, you know, we kind of get caught up with us like, "Oh, it's so good to see you. So good to see you." And then immediately looking at Instagram. Texting, yeah. <laughs> And that pulls you out of the moment, right? So I do make it a conscious it effort to leave the phone in the pocket and really just enjoy what's happening in front of me. And it's interesting too, because when you do an exercise like that, or you are more inclined to follow that, you can see other people around you not as involved and you it makes yeah. you appreciate it even more of just like, man, I wish that they would be on the same level as me, but you know what? I'm enjoying what's happening right now. And that's what's important.
1: Yeah. Wow. I love that you brought that perspective to it because that is something that happens once you are more mindful you become aware of what other people are going through their approach to things what's happening and yeah i i love that and i've done it myself too but i also think that something to note with the restaurant thing is i remember learning in class as well if you don't know how it's being prepared just think about what it has taken for the food to get to you thinking mm-hmm. about the animal or the plants to be grown and transported and brought to be prepared to you and once you start becoming more attentive to those things you do have a lot more gratitude which is also another trait of happiness. And so if you can start really bringing that gratitude to more areas of your life by being mindful of how they've came to you, right. I think that that's just a great start for it. And it's definitely a great exercise.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I like that too. Just kind of learning to appreciate whatever it may be, whether it's food or anything else to understand what the process was for it, right? To know where it came from, to get to where it is now and whether it's nutrition or project or relationships, whatever the case may be, just learning to appreciate it more.
1: Yeah. And I remember when I really was learning about this, that was during the time I was a server. And part of my activities for homework was to try to practice that in my daily life. And so I would go to work to serve tables, which was not always something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I would do my best to be mindful. And the way I would do that was to recenter myself to not focus on how bad I wanted the shift to end or how long I had left to work or how frustrated I was, but to kind of recenter myself and think about, okay, I'm not that tired. Like I just got to work and focusing on what can I tell about the environment? How hectic is it? And once you start refocusing yourself and kind of analyzing the environment around you, it's almost like a game Mm -hmm. in a way. It's kind of fun. And you're able to connect with people more because you take a step back from any assumptions and any kind of biases that you're going into it with. And you kind of just say, okay, I'm conscious that this may be their first meal after traveling here for eight hours because we were right. a tourist destination or i don't know what they're going through what if they just got out of a fight and they're trying to have dinner or they're stressed i'm trying not to place anything that has gone in on my life prior on them in this current moment and by me being present both of us are able to enjoy the situation a lot more mm-hmm. and so there are ways that you can implement mindfulness in areas that you necessarily wouldn't think about it and i think once you start trying to put it in different areas you kind of see the changes that it makes very instantly actually and That's something I love about mindfulness is because it's a really instant kind of gratification. And it's something that we see, or like, as you practice it, you can see right away, as opposed Mm -hmm. to other things that take longer.
2: Crazy how that all kind of pans out, but I was going to ask you how It was working in the food industry, like how is it that you stay present when it's so chaotic or how do you not put your own personal issues onto other customers because, you know, you might be having a bad day. And I think that's really how you were able to adapt those feelings and be able to turn it into a positive and then eventually just be able to enjoy what's kind of happening.
1: Yeah, for me, in any situation, and at that time as well, it really just took what it. I need to identify how to recenter myself. Something that my mom told me once with anxiety attacks, because she's also a therapist was to put my hands in ice water or put an ice cube in my mouth. And that will shock your system in a way to kind of reground you to the present moment, because your body's like, okay, survival, like this is the first need here, refocus, like everything go from your brain and refocus because something's happening right now. So I learned to do that. And I I also learned to have breathing techniques to help me kind of recenter refocus and restart. And so yes, it was hectic. But once you start getting the rhythm of it, you learn to let everything else besides the present moment go like you're not worried about what has happened, what will happen because right now you're doing something else. And once you can kind of get through that, you realize that a lot of things are able to be worked through because you're not giving them that power to impede on you in every moment of your life.
2: I like that. That is so cool. And the fact that your mom had gave you that tip about the ice cube or the hand in the in the, in the water. I think I got to incorporate that into my life. Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you have anxiety, definitely try it. You'll notice that pretty instantly too. You shock your system through the ice water and really quickly you're like, "Whoa, back to the present moment." <laughs>
2: I might have to do that. And to give kind of a, a personal example of me not being in mindfulness, the, the type of anxiety that I deal with is like travel anxiety, whether it's been a car, long car ride out of town somewhere, or if I'm getting on a plane, that has always been kind of my issue. And the thing that comes up for me often is I'll be in the airport, right? I'll be waiting for the flight. Flight doesn't take off until like another hour, whatever the case may be. The first thing that I'm always going through my head is I got to use a bathroom because the last thing I want to do is try to use a bathroom on the plane. And I keep thinking about exactly. this all the time time so i'm not able to enjoy the process of going somewhere because I- I'm so focused on where is the nearest bathroom. I hope I don't have an accident or whatever the case may be. So that has been a constant struggle for me of trying to understand how to negate those feelings and be able to just stay in the present or enjoy where you're at. I do know that once I get to my destination, wherever it may be I'm able to enjoy a little bit, I'm still mindful of like, all right, if we go here, how many bathrooms are on the way? Or is there a way I can stop so we can use it, whatever the case may be. But it's that process that I'm not able to. enjoy, which is so irritating. And I'm I'm trying to work through it. And it's frustrating because I feel like I'm not like a complete human being. But I think these kind of activities, these definitions kind of help me try to refocus my mind and knowing that everything's okay, it's all in your head. And if I'm able to get through that, I think I will be a little bit more mindful and more willing to have new experiences.
1: Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because mindfulness isn't a lack of preparedness. It isn't like ignoring anything that's going to happen to enjoy the present time. So I think what I would recommend for you is taking a deep breath. And the way that therapists inform you with anxiety is to breathe in for four seconds, hold it for seven seconds, and then breathe out for eight seconds. And to do that maximum three times. And once you recenter yourself, you know, bring an awareness to how you're feeling and why you're feeling it and set a plan for it. I know we last week talked about fear of failure and how powerful setting a plan can be. And so knowing, OK, I, I do have to leave to get on the plane in an hour. I should go to the bathroom in 45 minutes then, or 30 minutes. So it's closer to the time I'm leaving. So I probably won't have to go in the bathroom and I can still enjoy my time because now I have that plan in motion. It isn't to ignore anything that's going to happen because I know sometimes that's what we want to do. But it's really saying I still value the present moment. And just because I'm worried about this thing that shouldn't stop me from living now. And once you start and that's something that has to be practiced, it's not something that's going to come naturally to us. But once you start telling yourself and reminding yourself, okay, this is how I have to do things. If I set a plan, I have to trust myself. And the more you practice that, the more natural it becomes for you.
2: I appreciate you telling me that. That actually helps quite a bit and especially the breathing exercises as well. I've actually been doing some breathing exercises with our friend, Phil, who is also part of LYF. He's been teaching me a lot about breathing exercises and how to do that a little bit more efficiently. And I noticed that it actually does help. And there's been less situations of me thinking about Where's the nearest restroom with just taking that time to breathe a little bit or subconsciously tell myself, stop, you're fine, you're okay, you're you're trying to let this consume you again. So definitely I'm going to start incorporating that more often in my life and hopefully me being an open book for everybody else listening that it helps them too. So pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. And that kind of leads into a different way of looking at mindfulness. And it's that we have kind of an aptitude to not be mindful. And my example of this, my own personal experience, is kind of zoning out while driving. I don't know if that's happened to you, but there's times where I'm driving for a long period and I'm like, like, did I just drive through a red light? Like I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like I kind of get like a zombie-like steak and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm driving again. And this happens because our brain tries to let us relax as much as possible. And when there's automatic tasks, like driving something that we do often, subconscious kind of takes over and lets us not have to worry and be as focused. But obviously, that can be a problem, especially in something as dangerous as driving. And so... (laughs) it's really important to kind of in moments, especially like that to find ways to bring yourself back to enjoying the present moment, whatever it may be. For me, it's usually listening to podcasts or music to try to keep me enjoying my time from destination to destination, because Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of driving. But there's also another example, which is something that's kind of a personal thing for me, but at concerts or events of some sort, when people are spending majority of their time worried about taking photos or videos, and they want to record every minute of the concert. And I'm like, you're never going to watch this again. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And so instead of being so focused on recording the entire thing or taking photos, you're missing enjoying that present moment, which is something that you will never experience again. No matter what the photos or videos are, you'll never have that moment of actually being there, being surrounded by those people, being able to listen to what's going on as you are when you're there. And so I'm not against recording a little bit of a song or taking a photo, but I've definitely been around people. And I used to be that person, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not judging when I wanted to have everything filmed so I can watch it later. And then I remember like a year going by where I never even looked at it again. And it was then that I realized I would rather have enjoyed the time there more by being more present, not on my phone and taking in everything that's happening than have to live through the video quality of an iPhone that just doesn't capture it as well.
2: (laughs) I can (laughs) definitely relate to that. And I've been just in the same boat too, you know, taking too many pictures or taking too many videos. But when I realized that I was taking myself out of the moment, for something that I might look at once a year maybe maybe realize the same thing I'm just like you know what let's put the phone down just enjoy what's happening right now because like you said it's never going to happen again in that same way right that moment that yeah. you're experiencing that event or that concert is singular to that moment in time that you want to try to just enjoy as much as possible during all of that so I definitely can relate to that I can definitely relate to the driving example as well there have been multiple times where I arrived somewhere or or get home. And I'm just like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, wait, how am I here right now? <laughs> like what happened in the past, like 20, 30 minutes? And I think it's just that notion of just not having your brain in whatever it is that you're doing, especially stuff that you've done time and time again, and not really just enjoying what's happening right now. So yeah, it's funny how we can all relate to that and making us want to, you know, kind of put the phone down, put your phone on, do not disturb when you're with other people. That's like the, the most distraction you can have is is trying definitely. to pull out your phone and create, create a moment. Right. So yeah, definitely incorporating that in your life a little bit more of being present is really what's important. Yeah.
1: So I was wondering if there's any other personal experiences you've had with learning how to enjoy the present.
2: Yeah, I think not necessarily an experience, but just more of a realization that it is important. And something that I've taken for granted for many, many years is not being in the present. I would always be stuck in the past, thinking of the past or being in the unknown of what the future is or what it may or may not turn out to be like, but just taking the time and enjoying what's happening and staying in that moment is what's really important to me now. And I'm starting to adopt that idea more often because, you know, in a morbid way, we all have an expiration date, right? That you want to try to live life the best that you can in the moment moments that you have. So, I'm not necessarily saying live your life to the fullest. I mean, if that's what you want to do, awesome. But I'm not going to be jumping out of planes or doing any of that crazy stuff anytime soon because I'm uh, afraid of heights, but just allowing yourself to just be there and be there the fullest that you can has been what I've been trying to add into my yeah. life.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the obsession with focusing on the past. And for me, you know, knowing all these things, I still find myself sometimes fantasizing about the future and what it's going to bring and living my life through the lens of I can't wait to get there. Enjoy what you have right now, because it'll be not long before it's gone. And you don't know what it will change. I can't even guarantee that that future I'm fantasizing about will be there. And so it's times like that, that I really take myself and say, well, how can I enjoy the present moment more? Because obviously there's something about it that makes me want the future more. And so that's where it brings that awareness and mindfulness to my current state and being like, okay, what is it that I truly want right now to make that decision a little bit better?
2: That's beautiful. And you can say now that you are trying to enjoy the best that you can in the moment. I mean, you've been doing a whole bunch of stuff since you graduated and you really trying to be there. Right. And you just came back from a vacation. And, you know, it's just these moments that kind of add to your happiness. I think at the end of the day is just allowing yourself to just be there. And I think that that's awesome.
1: Yeah I like how you mentioned before about living life to the fullest because there are many instances in my life where I noticed like for some reason something says enjoy this time because it's kind of like the saying I remember I saw this years ago and it was like you didn't know it was the last time that you and your friends would play outside together and like one day you just stopped and I remember seeing that and being like wow that's really sad like we didn't know that we wouldn't like hang out after school together like at the park and that would just be because you grow up and you do different things and it's kind of taking them each moment in that approach where I really want to add this to a list of memories that are in my brain they don't have to be a photo or video but they're enjoyable for me so when I look back on my life even if I look back to last year last month when I was on vacation last week being able to say I remember this and this and I was there for it and I'm taking it all in in the best way that I can
2: that's amazing because it it does show how important that that is and I I remember hearing a quote uh, a little while ago about we have two lives and the second begins when we realize we only have one and it's that kind of mentality Mm -hmm. of you just want to be in that moment and realize that there's so much life can give you if you stay in the present. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that idea of trying to chase what we can't see yet. And there's nothing wrong with having aspirations or goals that you want to attain. And that you, we know that it's a process to get there, but realize that there's so much happening right now that you could be enjoying as well. That is just as important of what you can't see yet. So I I think that that is, at least for me, really has changed my mindset. About what life is, and you can enjoy right now, too.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm speechless for once. (laughs) I love how you put that in. Yeah. And so kind of moving forward, I looked over my positive psychology class and looked for the research that we read about mindfulness and what I had to say. And that's where a lot of the information that I'm talking about today came from. But one thing that it noted that I kind of want to go over is that mindfulness may be important in disengaging individuals from automatic thoughts, habits, and unhealthy behavior patterns can play a key role in fostering informed and self-endorsed behavioral regulation, such as well-being enhancement. And so that was a lot of big words because it was pulled right from the research but Uh, to break it down i was mentioning with driving a car that we have those automatic processes that kind of take over and then we lose that time so mindfulness is the cure for that and it allows us to remove those automatic processes remove those automatic habits and unhealthy behaviors and become not only more attentive to it but to become aware of what's happening why is it that i'm performing these unhealthy behaviors or habits or thoughts why is it that those are automatic for me. And when you perform mindfulness, you're able to kind of recenter. And I say that word a lot, because I think that's really the basis of it. But you're able to find out, okay, why is it that I'm doing this? How do I change it? Where do I want it to change? And that's what leads to a greater well being because you're able to alter the things in your life that aren't working for you.
2: So really just trying to make the effort into making the necessary changes for you to be more mindful is kind of what I'm getting from that.
1: Yeah. So once you start having the push of being mindful in everything you do, you start noticing the things in your life that you didn't know before because you weren't mindful of them that you want to change. And we've gone over many different things so far in this series and the building blocks of how to go about changing it. But I think that once you adopt mindfulness into your life, you're able to really have the power to be conscious of what changes need to be made and how to change them.
2: Okay, I I can see that. You know, I've talked multiple times in this podcast about my gambling addiction that I have. I think that that can be a perfect example of this is it's a bad habit of mine. It's an addiction that I don't want in my life. I was mindful enough in wanting to make the changes necessary in order to better my life through counseling, therapy, what have you, that has now allowed me to enjoy what's happening now and not what I was used to be doing, which was chasing money, right? Chasing that big payout one day that that kind of mentality ended up taking over my life that now I'm more mindful of knowing that this is not something that I want to continue this is not something that I want to have in my life anymore that now it's I, I can use what I've learned through that process to not only better myself but better others who are going through something similar too.
1: Yeah, I'm always grateful for you to share those things, because hearing the actual examples helps a lot. And I'm grateful that you were able to find mindfulness in it. And I want to point out that sometimes, and I would say a lot of the time, people that have obstacles and challenges and problems in their life, they are aware, but they aren't paying attention to it. Like they know that it's potentially a bad thing that it's harming some areas of their life, but they're choosing not to pay attention to those things and to move their attention to other things. I know some Sometimes people on the outside looking in are like, how could you have let it gotten that far? Or why Mm -hmm. didn't you reach out sooner? All these questions. And it's because their brain was working against them. And it happens in most disorders. And it happens in our lives, because that's how the brain works. The brain wants to pay attention to the good and or the things that cause the most harm. And so those things just follow. And so I'm really glad that you bring up that example, because I'm sure that you were aware of some problems that were occurring, but you chose not to pay attention to them at the time.
2: Yeah, the brain can be a beautiful thing, but it can also be a damning thing too <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. And yes, you're totally right. I knew what was going on. I knew how it made me feel, but I chose to ignore it because I always thought that there was a bigger end goal for me doing it and really getting to that point of understanding that this is something I cannot continue to do or else I'm going to hurt myself or end up doing something even worse, right? So yeah, it's just one of those things where I think you get to a certain point point, regardless of what it may be, that is taking you away from enjoying the moment or enjoying what's happening for you to realize that, you know, what it is that I'm doing right now is not beneficial for me. It's not helping me that I want to do what is necessary to get me into a better space to then allow me to be more mindful of what is going on.
1: And I think that's a great segue into our quotes section of the episode. And my first quote really follows that. And it says that open the window of your mind, allow the fresh air, new lights and new truths to enter from Amit Ray. And I think that that exemplifies that perfectly, that once you are able to allow yourself to know the world around you and to know yourself, you have no idea the possibilities that that leads you to and how happy you'll be as a result of it.
2: Yeah, I, I love that a lot. And it, it speaks truth to the journey that I've gone on. I'm pretty sure that it can resonate with everyone who's listening to just allowing yourself to open up and to experience those things. And it's just it's so important.
1: And I know you've chosen a quote as well.
2: Yes, my quote kind of plays into what we were talking about in the very beginning of this episode. The quote is, the past is history, the future is a mystery, and this moment is a gift. That is why this moment is called The Present by Bill Keen. And this quote I read in another book has stuck with me ever since I've seen it. I've even gotten so far to be printing it out and putting it on my wall. So it's something that has been resonating with me and it's been a key part of who I am today is allowing me to just enjoy what is happening now. Again, I've been stuck in the past, think too much far ahead into the future, not knowing what is going to happen. That I've allowed myself to not be around friends, family, not to enjoy experiences that are happening right now. So this quote has resonated with me beyond what I could have ever imagine and now it's really just been kind of my life Smart up.
1: It's funny because when I was finding a quote for the episode, I thought about this quote and I know this shows my age, but (laughs) I remember it from Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) And I remember when it was said in Kung Fu Panda that I was like, wow, that's revolutionary. Like that really changed my perspective. I was like, wow, such wisdom from Master Ugwe. But (laughs) I think it is something that's really inspiring and that when we do first hear this, we're like, wow, like I never looked at it that way. And once you start understanding it to this basic form, you can see the gift in the present and it's beautiful.
2: Absolutely amazing. This episode has been a wonderful one, Ayla. I think that I've learned a lot about myself as I always do on all these episodes. I feel like this, <laughs> the conversation is really just for me. It's for, it's for me to, it's for me to get some therapy, but I hope everybody else sees it the same way. So how can we use mindfulness in order to, as we always like, like to end the episodes as, is how do we use mindfulness to love ourselves?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting approach, because it's very different than what we've said before with building habits or boundaries. Mindfulness is a very much internal thing. And it's something that you can only work on with yourself. And to love yourself is really to pay attention and to be aware of who you are. And that's at any given moment. It's not just one time, it's every day. And it's in the future as well to know that I am aware of what I need to do. I'm aware of who I want to be and I'm focused aka attentive to making sure that I'm working towards that. And once we start being active and being mindful in the moment, we're prioritizing our happiness. And that's always the most important thing with your self-discovery journey and your self-love journey is to make sure that your happiness is always something that you're prioritizing.
2: I agree 100%. Happiness has got to be the key, especially when it comes to you as an individual, because not only does it allow you to be a better person, especially when we're going through this journey of life, but that can resonate to other people as well in your community, your friends, your family, whatever it may be. So I think practicing more mindfulness, and of course, it takes time. A lot of what we talk about is actually putting in the work and the effort to be more understanding of these topics, adding more mindfulness mindfulness into your life is only going to benefit you in the long run.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so my final thoughts is to take time this week, as I prompt you to every week to find a moment in which you are being caught up in the past or the future and finding a way to focus on now and do that through breathing, do that through finding details in the area around you. How many people are nearby? What does it look like they're doing? What is the air like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? How do you feel? And to really take that test with yourself and survey and to practice using that to enjoy the moment more.
2: And as always, Ayla, ladies and gentlemen, perfect way to end the episode. And with us ending the episode, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what mindfulness means to you.
1: Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.
0: Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one, all living beings are connected to each other to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at thelyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing, we now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in.